Être reconnu, je fuis la reconnaissance. I run away from recognition and popularity. Serge Lutens, Along the Waterside. Sans doute, je suis un imposteur permanent. I am a sort of imposter everywhere. In 2010, Serge Lutens was at the peak of his fame in the perfume world. In just 30 years, he had gone against the tide to create a whole new handbook on perfume making, prompting other global brands to follow in his footsteps. With more than 80 fragrances to his name, his olfactory creations became the go-to for others looking to borrow ideas. In return, and to keep up a semblance of good protocol, Lutens was showered with superlatives like Genius of the Bottle, Perfume Maestro and more. Endorsing his vision of perfume making became a proof of quality and badge of pride for others. Seeing right through this all-out appropriation, the 68-year-old Serge decided to take a step back from the perfume industry for a while. It may come as a surprise to some, but Serge Lutens had never been particularly interested in perfume as a social product per se. In the north of France, where he spent his childhood and in the social class where he grew up, perfume was completely absent. Style and affection weren't high on the agenda here, where a good scrub with plain soap and a washcloth was enough to smell good. Over time, and with gradual exposure to other environments than his own, Serge Lutens would discover perfume as worn by two or three of the clients at the hair salon where he apprenticed, not as an aspect of grooming, but as a marker of personal style. The mannerism, natural reserve and aloofness of these women drew the admiration and deference of the adolescent lutins. These ladies represented a vision in which perfume was just a small detail, minor, yet integral to the luxury image he began to find increasingly appealing. But it was only his discovery of Morocco in 1968, many years later, that spurred him to reinvent fragrance. Serge's perfume label became the torchbearer of his rebellion, marking an opposition to the flurry of conventional perfumes flooding the market in the 80s. In his eyes, perfume needed to be turned back into the audacious accessory it once was, a slap in the face of the world. The bid paid off, and Lutens was greeted with enormous success in the early 90s. However, this success also had a flip side. Lutens now had to contend with the commercial opportunism and appropriation that he so despised. In an industry teeming with competition, did the word creation have any meaning? How could he continue to assert his opposition to the mainstream? Serge Lutens found his answer in eau de parfum and the simple cleaning rituals of his childhood. Luxury begins with cleanliness. His slogan appeared across a simple bar of soap in 2010 like a provocative statement. Embossing the Serge Lutens name on such an accessible product was the ultimate display of audacity. And, as if to hammer the point home, Serge Lutens accompanied this launch 
was what he called the anti-perfume, l'eau Serge Lutens, a minimalist fragrance serving almost as a manifesto, enclosed in a bottle with clean radical lines. Transparency, purity, and a return to the basics for the creator, who increasingly decried a two-perfumed world where it was hard to distinguish scents from one another. This eau de parfum was a clarion call, and the echoes of its revolt still continue to reverberate. Many of his fans felt betrayed by the launch, claiming that Serge Lutens had sold his soul and bid goodbye to crafting fine fragrances from rare and precious primary ingredients. But as always, Serge Lutens was far from the madding crowd, far from the niche that both competitors and admirers tried to box him in. This clean, minimalist fragrance had certainly stirred up a hornet's nest. Unique, distinctive, loved or hated, none of it mattered to him. All he wanted was to avoid being drowned in a sea of pill imitations. In the end, how did it matter whether he was acclaimed or disgraced? Wasn't it worse to be appropriated by one's own triumph? Some chased this success their entire lives, unlike Serge Lutens, who had chosen to flee it instead. Could that be the secret to his countless transformations? Serge Lutens, do you agree with this explanation? Could your many changes of artistic direction be attributed to the success that finally managed to catch up with you? Je ne l'ai jamais senti comme une reconnaissance du cœur. C'est-à-dire qu'en fait, je sais que c'est une reconnaissance obligatoire. I never felt it to be sincere, to be coming from the heart. It was a kind of recognition by default. The only recognition that meant anything to me was when my father legally recognized me as his son which came many years later. I don't like being well-known or known by all and sundry. I much prefer, if you like, this monstrous couple I formed with my mother. So, no, I'm not interested in being recognized. I run away from recognition and popularity. I formed a cursed couple with my mother, not out of love, believe you me, but out of sin, out of a refusal to be recognized. So I know that recognition is something that can pin me down and end up stifling me. And I think maybe we are all a bit like that, essentially. I think often, for instance, of escaping my life. How can I escape my life? Or how can I escape my life without actually dying, let's say? The only way is to disappear, to take a car and head off, change how I look, put on a new face, change everything, change my fingerprints, everything, even language. That's one thing that's not possible, actually. Culture is what remains when everything else is forgotten. We all know that. So when we have forgotten everything, what remains? A way of holding the fork or of rolling couscous in the palm of the hand. I don't know for sure, but it's something there. Culture is what happens despite and beyond us. 
ce qui se fait sans nous, encore une fois. Did Lot Serge Lutens represent a rejection of the perfumes you had been making in the early 90s? Non, parce qu'au fond, le parfum, je l'ai appris au Maroc. Je l'ai aimé par le Maroc. No, because really, I discovered and learned about perfume in Morocco. I came to love it through Morocco. I did not like French perfume at all. I didn't like the way it was formulated in France. It wasn't for me. I came to like perfume in Morocco because I came to it through the aromas and scents that pervade the air here and get under your skin. I have never worn perfume. J'aime les faire, je n'aime pas les porter. C'est très différent. I like making perfumes, but I don't like wearing them. There is a big difference between the two. It's a bit like houses, you see. I don't live inside them, but I design them. There is some mystery to it. Il y a un mystère là-dessus. Donc Then the question arises again. What is all this for? Perhaps it can be all traced back to the original mistake. For me, the eau de parfum was disruptive. And like all separations, it was essential. Which is to say, it was necessary in order for me to build a new relationship with perfume. But as soon as any departure becomes official, begins to have a name and become known, when it begins to be copied and imitated, well, I lose interest in it. I have nothing to do with success, which is created by others. And in fact, I cease to exist when that happens. Well, that particular me ceases to exist in any case. I am a sort of imposter, you see, an imposter everywhere. And I like to keep it that way. Moi n'existe pas non plus. Ce moi-là n'existe pas. Je suis un imposteur, en fait. Un imposteur partout. Ça me plaît assez. The launch of the O was met with some harsh criticism. How did it affect you? Absolument pas. Alors, même au contraire, j'aurais souhaité des crachats, des insultes. It didn't affect me at all. Absolutely not. In fact, I would have quite liked to be at the receiving end of more venomous jibes and insults. They are my greatest gifts. My most precious jewels, my luxury cars and my battle scars. Either way, I would have loved to be insulted. Absolutely loved it. But the criticism didn't go that far, because the industry is just too spineless. They're all too cowardly to go that far. I would have to commit a murder for that to happen, which of course I haven't yet done. One day I hope to achieve my goal of really shaking things up. J'espère pouvoir un jour accomplir cette ambition. <laughs> you are not immune to another reappropriation of your work. Have you thought about what more you can do after the anti-perfume to maintain your opposition? Je ne sais pas, c'est pas s'opposer pour s'opposer, c'est se mettre soi-même en cause, c'est se refuser au succès, si vous voulez. Ce... Well, I don't know. It's not like I go against the mainstream just for the sake of it. For me, this opposition is more about constantly questioning myself and rejecting success, if you see what I mean. Le succès, c'est une sorte de condamnation, si vous voulez, de condamnation à l'immobilité. Success is a kind of condemnation, you see. It condemns you to stasis. So, if you surrender to success, you're done for. What I mean is, you will be doomed to keep doing the same thing over and over again forever. Je suis guidé par plusieurs choses. I am guided by lots of different things. I love perfection. But I have also discovered through literature the beauty of imperfection. 
the beauty of something that does not belong to the realm of the ideal. When it comes to material things, like houses and objects, there is a kind of taste, how should I put it, a restorative element to their beauty. But at the same time, I need... Well, if I saw a tablecloth full of holes printed with a flower pattern, I would find it quite moving too. There are two sides to me, an overly developed sense of self and taste for aesthetic perfection, and its polar opposite, which belongs to the realm of poetry or literature, and which can only be expressed through words and images. The latter forms the substance and basis of it all. Without imperfection, there can be no repair or restoration. I would like to return to this side of myself, the side that finds beauty in a tablecloth with holes, where the holes of the plastic are beginning to fray and with the flower print on top. Finding words to describe it is a thing of beauty. This is where the true work of beauty lies. The rest of it is just a kind of repair. Trying to return things to an ideal form is nothing but a kind of aestheticism in the end. Le reste, ce n'est qu'une réparation, ce n'est qu'une de l'esthétisme, en fait.